This is episode 41 of season 3 of the Runner Girls podcast. On tonight's show, we will be talking about muscle strains in our injury series. Hi, I'm Sue. I'm Katie. And I'm Megan, and this is Season 3 of Runner Girls, three women brought together by Love of Running who are training to run a 5K in 30 minutes or less. Oh yeah, the 5K thing. (laughs) We're still working on that. Well, two of us are. are. Uh (laughs) Yeah. I'm honestly, I'm a little hesitant about running another 5K. Um, Like I was talking to you about before the show, Katie, I'm a little scared. Like, what if I can't do it now? (laughs) Um, What if I run one and it's more than 30 minutes? So I think feel like there's going to be a lot of pressure next time I run a 5K to like really run it instead of just taking it easy. So, but anyway, that's my issue (laughs) with that. Um, Before we get into our running, I'm dying to hear what you girls have been up to. Megan, are you enjoying your summer break? I am. It was uh, my last week. I kind of go back to school this week. I We were offered an opportunity to where if I go into work, I can get paid mm-hmm. and um, we need the money. And so I'm going to start working. And then next week I go to my sister's wedding. And then after that, I'm pretty much back at school four days a week. So by start working, is this the trainings that you were talking about or is this like summer school? Like going to my school and doing stuff. With like being children there. there or no? No, no kids. Okay. <laughs> Which is good, but it's still work stuff, getting sure. ready for next year and everything. Okay. Which is an awesome opportunity because a lot of teachers don't get it. And I mean, I mind, but I don't mind. And well, then, yeah. like, I wish I had more of a summer, but I need the money, so it's okay. Yeah, at least you're getting compensated for it. It's not just, hey, you need to be here. <laughs> yes, exactly. I totally get that. I, I have a new client at work, so I'm working a lot more now, and I don't want to be. <laughs> like, I'd rather just enjoy the summer. Jeff is currently unemployed, and the kids are home, and so they get to go swimming and do things during the day, and I get to go clean houses in unair conditioned buildings <laughs> and I'm a little jealous but uh, I get it I, you know you gotta someone's gotta bring the money home right yeah so let it be us women <laughs> yes we're go. the breadwinners so and you said your sister's wedding is coming up yes it's the 19th so oh that's soon under two weeks yes a little bit nervous. I haven't tried on my bridesmaid's dress and since I got it in January, <laughs> which shouldn't be an issue. But last time I tried it on, I couldn't zip it up because of the boobs. And so I'm just worried there. <laughs> yeah, you might want to try that on soon. <laughs> I mean, because if, if you can't get it up, it's obviously going to need some kind of alteration. So that should be taken care of in the next couple of weeks, probably. Yeah, um, it was, it's not that I couldn't zip it, I could zip it, it just showed a lot more cleavage, probably, than is 100% appropriate, but I have a lot of cleavage to show, (laughs) so it's like, what am I going to do? I can't. Ideally, you want the eyes to be on the bride during the wedding. Yes, and so I'm going to, I have to try it on, I've just been a little bit scared, because... I don't, I don't have the time or resources to get it tailored, so we're just going to have to make do. Mm. If I have to bind things and wrap them, I will. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and this is why this is a runner girls show, because we can talk about this. Yes, absolutely. I'm just, I, I can't relate, so I don't know what to say, because I remember when I was pregnant last year, I had breasts, and that was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because I look at um, pictures of me in my running singlet from when I was pregnant, and I see pictures of me wearing the same top now, and it's like looking at two completely different people. 
Like, how is this the same top? <laughs> but, uh, but okay, well, um, good luck with uh, fitting into the dress thing. And Thanks. Being <laughs> church appropriate. Is she getting married in a church? No, she's getting married outside at 1230 on a Saturday. So it might be nice to have the extra... Um, <laughs> skin yes, yes. Open, I guess. <laughs> and when I see my sister, I'm gonna hit her for having a July wedding at 12:30 p.m. Yeah, that that should be pretty warm. Yeah, in North Carolina, which is still hot and humid. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Well, good luck with that. <laughs> and Katie, you are in Kentucky right now, and I am. also dealing with some wedding stuff. Yes, I'm trying to kind of tie up all the loose ends, finalize everything as far as the bachelorette party goes, which not this week, but next week that'll be taking place. So just trying to get everything organized, ready to go, least amount of stress as possible. That's that's my language. <laughs> <laughs> Any bridezilla stuff going on? Oh, uh, you know... I'm sure weddings can be stressful things to have to plan. I'm trying to find, like, a good best friend way to say this, you know. Um, You're always trying to be polite and positive, (laughs) and I appreciate that, and I'm sure she does, too. Yeah, you know, I've tried. Where we we are good friends, obviously, I'm I'm honest with her, but I I try to put it in a nice way. (laughs) Like, you're being crazy now. You need to stop. (laughs) Well, is that where the bless your heart comes in? Yes, ma'am. <laughs> you got it. You hit the nail on the head. Are you enjoying being home in Kentucky? I am, That definitely, yes. Um, the weather's been really nice. No rain, which is kind of strange. Mm. Um, but again, I'm not complaining. We all know how I feel about the rain. So I am taking full advantage of the sunshine during the day a little bit cooler temperatures in the evening again which is out of character but I'll take it yeah and uh grilling out having hot dogs and hamburgers and floating by the pool it's it's not too shabby no that sounds great I've been doing a bit of the same actually because Jeff's birthday actually ended up being uh ended up being it's always on the 4th of July it turns <laughs> out um so he always gets his birthday off and I just um made sure I had the day off which you know it being a national holiday was pretty easy to work out so yeah. we went ended up going up to um his parents camp for the weekend and they were just like you know what take the camp you guys can stay in there with the kids and you know we'll come by on Friday for Jeff's birthday we'll celebrate and then you guys can just vacation at the camp for the rest of the weekend so that's what we did we went up there um thursday night after work and um didn't the kids were still at jeff's brother's house so we had the camp to ourselves that night which was really really nice and celebrated his birthday on friday and it was rainy pretty much all day on friday um but i actually appreciated the rain because it kind of broke some of the heat and humidity that we've been having so um i didn't mind it too much it wasn't exactly picturesque day out (laughs) at the camp with you know burgers and whatnot but um but it was good and then um the rest of the weekend was fairly nice we went out we took the kids to storyland which is this um it's kind of like an amusement park with a mother goose theme (laughs) um or at least it started out that way and now it's kind of morphed into just this hodgepodge of different like there's like a a ride that's called bamboo shoots where it's you're supposed to be like in Asia where there's panda bears and um, bamboo and it's it's very it's supposed to be ethnic and like inclusive of all the cultures of the world but it seems so racist like when you go and you see it and it's just um, but it was fun we had a great time and even though it's it's kind of geared towards younger kids I think there, there was still a lot for us to do it was like a magic show which was fun Ethan's like way into magic but he was like <laughs> he's like a cynical teenager now so he's like oh I know how he did all those tricks <laughs> so he was not impressed <laughs> Um, but it was it was a good time and uh, we came home on Sunday and I was back to work today Jeff is 
currently not working, so he's home with the kids, and I'm a little jealous because, you know, he gets to take them out swimming during the day, and I get stuck inside a stuffy house cleaning, but whatever. <laughs> oh, I'm dealing. So that's that's been my week working mostly but then a wonderful fourth of july weekend and how did you girls celebrate your fourth anybody yeah my uh my brother had the day off so he came out to my mom and dad's house and we swam in the pool and just kind of hung out all day until my dad got home and then we grilled burgers and hot dogs my dad is a bit of a pyromaniac so (laughs) he and my brother had bought lots and lots and lots of fireworks oh my yeah, I think we ended up letting off something like 80 shells. Oh, my. And they had taken all these different mortars and, like, screwed them onto a big piece of plywood. And it's Fourth of July and New Year's Eve are always really big events in the Mead household. <laughs> now, is that legal in Kentucky to shoot off fireworks? It is, yeah. Oh, okay. Because in Maine, it's not. But in New Hampshire... In some cities in New Hampshire, it is. So, um, I, so I'm curious. It, I, it scares the, the crap out of me because, like I said, it's not legal here, so people don't do it. Well, some people do it, and they get in trouble or they yeah. get hurt. So <laughs> it makes me nervous, but it went well. It went well, yes. Everyone came out with all digits still attached <laughs> and um, nothing caught on fire. A couple of my brother's friends came out to the house to watch the show and his girlfriend was there. So it was a very nice time. That's awesome. I mean, I can't even imagine like shooting off fireworks in your backyard. It, it sounds like so much fun. A lot of fun. Like I said, it's always a to-do. <laughs> <laughs> and how about you, Megan? Did you and Brad celebrate the holiday? Um, not on the 4th of July. We actually just sat at home and I think watched Netflix all day. Nice. We were very festive. <laughs> um, but yesterday my family had a cookout and we drove and saw them and hung out, played cornhole again and ate food and just saw family. So that was nice. Nice. And the weather was good? Yes, it ended up raining in the afternoon, but it was appreciated because by that time it was in the 90s and really warm. Mm. And it felt really good after it. So we were like, yes, thank you, rain. Yes. Please. I agree. (laughs) I felt the same way, like running all week up here and then going up to the camp and then rain came and it was so nice to run in the rain. But this time it was. It wasn't pouring. It was just (laughs) a light drizzle and it was heavenly. So speaking of running, I think we ought to move along to our training because I'm curious to hear what you girls have been up to. All right, so Megan, last week you ran your Watermelon Series 5K and you had an early morning run. So how did things turn out for you this week? Were you still getting up early in the morning to do your running? I got up early two mornings two mornings nice and did one night run i um went to go do a longer run but luna was pretty fairly pitiful and she um i was getting ready to go run and she wanted to come with me Mm -hmm. so i pulled her along with me and i was like okay we'll go run and then i ran another night thursday night because i remember i had luna with me again and people were setting off fireworks already. And wow. Luna, it took her a couple minutes to get ready. Get Is used Luna to scared it. of the fireworks? She wasn't. She didn't like the noise when we mm-hmm. were outside, but she got used to it after a couple because I think she got used to hearing it. Right. And Fourth of July, she really was pretty good. She just kind of laid with us and she barked a little bit at some of the noises. But other than that, she wasn't too scared. Good. Which I was really worried about because it's her fourth, first 4th of July. Yeah. So I was worried she wouldn't take it very well. But she did really good. I was happy. I was worried. And so it made us feel better. Very good. Good job, Luna. Yeah. <laughs> and then I got up Saturday morning and ran. I was out the door by about 6.15. Wow. 6.10 maybe. Wow. And... Um, <laughs> I got home and I was already soaked. It was about a two-mile run, and I was completely soaked by the time I got home. In rain or sweat? Sweat. It didn't rain. (laughs) No. It was sweat. (laughs) (laughs) 
And apparently getting out before the sun comes up doesn't really make a difference in that department. <laughs> I was like, oh, was because last time I went about 20 minutes later. So I was like, okay, I'll be out even earlier before the sun's <laughs> up. Nope, doesn't make a difference. You're going to so, have to set your alarm for like the middle of the night, go out and do your run and then go back to sleep and see if that's... <laughs> that's what I did. I did. I got up at six and then went back to bed. I'm like, okay, I ran. I can go back to sleep now. <laughs> no. So we're just calling it. I'm going to have a lot of nice wet runs. Yeah. I. It's well, Florida. What can I expect? But the morning running was nice. Mm-hmm. Even with Luna. Um, I keep giving Brad trouble because he still hasn't ran again. And and he thinks he's going to do the half with me at the end of October. Oh, that's right. So he's got to train for it. Yeah. But you know, he hasn't run in a month. Right. So he's pulling at me. We'll see how well it goes. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm impressed that you got out, you know, to run in the morning twice in a row in one week. That's awesome. Yep. I thought that I thought last week was a fluke. Like, I'm sorry. I don't mean to have such little faith in you. No, no. I, I just, don't have that much faith, so it's okay. <laughs> I'm just surprised because you've been saying all this time that you're going to run in the mornings, and and um, you did it, and that was awesome. But I would, I'm just shocked that you're still doing it. So, kudos to you. Yeah. So I good got job, a, Megan. Thanks. Three runs I was happy with, but my training plan calls for five. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to work up to getting five runs a weekend. Yep. So, um, and I think as far as the sweating goes, I think that the fact that you were like soaked by the end of your run for like, would you say like two miles? Yeah. Um, that's actually a good sign. Like that's a sign that your body's adjusting to the heat because you'll start sweating sooner and you'll start sweating more. And the sweat is like how your body cools down. So, um, and maybe we should kind of do another episode on, you know, running in the heat and adjusting to humidity, but I I took another look at that Runner's World article that's been going around about that, um, because I'm curious, like, when am I going to get used to it? And more sweating is a good sign. So just know that you're doing the right thing and hopefully you'll adjust and it won't feel so hot, you know? Yeah. And I have a couple more months to adjust to. I guess that's a good slash bad thing mm-hmm. because it'll still be this hot. It stays mid-80s through October. Right. So it's not like me getting used to it and then come September it'll start cooling down. Right. No, it'll be pretty warm through October and it'll still be low 80s probably into November. And when is your race? The end of October. So it, there's a good chance it'll still be a really warm race. Right, but it'll probably be cooler than, you know, 90s, August. yeah, but it'll yeah. S- still be warm. So that means that it'll probably feel better when I do it if I'm used to running it. Yeah, that's, 90s. that's exactly what I was going to say. Like, if you keep it up running through the heat, as tough as it is, and, and maybe it'll slow you down. It doesn't seem like it's slowing you down much, but, um, it, you know, it's slowing me down for sure, but I know that once the cooler weather comes... You know, even 10 degrees, 5 degrees makes such a huge difference. I can totally feel the difference between uh, 69 and 74, (laughs) you know. Uh, I haven't been out there running when it's 80 degrees yet, you know, aside from the marathon. But but even 5 degrees makes such a huge difference. So come October, you know, if it's 80 degrees instead of 90 or maybe even like 75, it might feel pretty nice to you. Yes, I'm. that's what I'm hoping for. And I know my November half that I'll be doing again, it's usually about 75 is what it, no. Like it starts out at 50 and gets up to low 70s. Mm-hmm. So it'll be just a little bit warmer than that probably. So it's a 75 to 80 is good and it'll feel a lot better. Yeah. And maybe less humid? I don't know. It depends on... If it's cloudy or not, yeah, I think is the major difference there and how much wind is. Because if it, there's no wind, it'll feel a lot more humid than if there is wind, hmm. like a breeze. Right. And I can't, 
I always forget what the weather is like besides that it's still warm in October. <laughs> like I can't even remember what I was wearing last October. But I think it didn't get cold until like December last year, so <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing or bad. Like, I'm trying to decide, hmm, do I want that? Because sometimes, like, we've had years, I think it was, like, last year or the year before, where we had a snowstorm around Halloween, and then we had another one around Thanksgiving. So, the fact that you're like, it doesn't get cooler until December, it's like, well, that would be kind of nice, but not if you're really sick of the heat. Yeah, so, we'll see. I'm just excited to be consistently running three runs in a week is probably the most consistent and I think I got two runs last week or three runs I'll go check my daily mile really quick I think on the show <laughs> yeah, you I got you two meant, runs yeah two because you had your race so, and you had another one the morning run yeah and then I got three runs this week and that's the most consistent I've been in a little while and how's your knee feeling good actually I've been really I've been kind of babying it because I haven't gone over like two and a quarter miles. Right. But I haven't had any issues not going over two and a quarter miles. So it's not like I'm pushing it too hard so that I'm going to mess it up too early. I think um, if you are gradually extending the length of your runs, that's going to be a lot better for your knee than not running and then running a half marathon. You know what I mean? Like, because yes. th those extreme distances just put so much strain on your joints at one time. They don't have the time to get used to the, like, the repetitive pounding in one run. Exactly. And I um, did too. The T25 from Insanity has a stretching, like, segment. Yep. And so it was just 25 minutes of stretching that really focuses on the hips and the quads. Mm-hmm. Which really helped. I did that last Tuesday, I think. Oh, good. So right, I did it right after I ran, and then it helped throughout the week, so I'm going to do it again and just keep that up every week because part of my half marathon training plan is a day of just stretching. So it's like an active rest day. Yeah, that sounds good. That's awesome that you're doing that. And yeah. so what's what's your plan for this week? Run. Um, I did just over a mile twice and then like two and a quarter miles this week so if I at least do that again yeah and maybe add in another one mile run so up it up to four days a week but yeah. not really go more distance yeah that'll help because um I'm not sure about next week in North Carolina how many days I'm going to be able to run with not being at home and wedding stuff right and if you know you only have to do a mile then you know it's only like 10 or 15 minutes you know so yeah exactly and so and Luna will need to go out anyway yep and that's one of the big things that's been helping with keeping me running is Luna so I just have to get in the habit of when I go for longer runs doing a mile with her bringing her back and then, and then going back out yeah and that's hard sometimes, but it'll be fine. Or going not around the apartment. Like, if I go to one of the parks, she'll be fine to run mm -hmm. for longer. But my issue going longer with Luna is she doesn't do the road very well. Like, on the sidewalk near the road, she gets really scared. Yeah. And so I try to keep it towards residential, but I don't... Like, our residential area is a circle that ends up with us always having to run by the road mm -hmm. so I gotta figure out either find a different way or just there's a park a couple miles away I can drive to mm -hmm. and bring her with but people are so scared of her well if she's on a leash I don't think they've been doing that it. she starts she's on her leash shows me using the bathroom and then she'll bark at people walking by and people jump like oh my god <laughs> And they really do and act like my dog is going to kill them. And I'm like, no, she's fine. She's, I know she looks scary, but she won't hurt you. You have nothing to worry about if she's on a leash and she's behaving herself. Don't even worry about the reactions. I, okay. I, I would say if she's lunging at someone, then I would be like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Like pulling her back, you know? But yeah. And that's what I've been doing. But these people kind of hear her barking and see that she's a pit bull. And I think they 
think she's going to like attack them. Yeah. Because I've had people come around the corner like checking mail and are like, oh my god, a dog! <laughs> like, she's fine. <laughs> so, it's just one of those things of getting used to having a 60-pound dog. Yeah. You know, when you get a bigger dog, people look, and I'm sure Katie knows. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I was just thinking, you know, it's just the size that intimidates so many people. I mean, when I have Maddie in the car and we'll go through, like, the bank drive through or a fast food restaurant, something like that, people just see her in the car and automatically, like, slam the window shut and jump back five feet. I actually had a guy do that one time at a restaurant. Wow. And she doesn't bark or anything. It's just they see her and they're intimidated intimidated immediately and scared of the size of the dog and I'm like she's she's not even close to the window she's not going <laughs> yeah. to do anything to you so she's it's so just, sweet too yeah exactly you guys know she's a big pushover so she it's just something you've got to get used to and so many people aren't familiar with big dogs so they just go to fear you know mm. okay that makes me feel better than that it's not just me or Luna no, that not, a lot of people with big dogs have dog the thing. same. Okay. Yeah. As long as you're being a responsible pet owner, you're doing your part. You don't need to worry about, you know, if other people get scared. <laughs> Even yeah. if it's me, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's great. I'm so glad to hear that, you know, your running's going well and that Luna's a great motivation for you to get out and be more consistent with your running. That's awesome. I'm a little envious and a little scared, but mostly envious. <laughs> I'm just so glad to be able to have a podcast where two weeks in a row I've talked about my runs. Okay, let's go for three. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Katie, how are your runs going now that you're, uh, well, back in Kentucky? You, you were telling us how much you've been enjoying your running in Kentucky. Yes, yes. As I mentioned on last week's show, I kind of sat down and made my own little training plan just to try to keep me on track, not specifically training for any one race coming up. And um, I had scheduled four runs for myself this week. Um, I did half of those. <laughs> Yay! So at least there was some running occurring. Megan, you, you percentage-wise beat me. Good job. Um, I just did two two-mile runs, one of which I didn't even take my phone because I was so focused on trying to get out there and get it done before it got to be dark. Um, And I'm still adjusting to that. It stays light outside here about 30 minutes more than at the beach. So I'll look at the clock and see it's like 8.15, 8.30 and think, oh, well, it's too late. I can't go for a run now. And then I'm like, oh, wait, yes, I can. I still have that daylight left. Um, But I ran on Tuesday and Thursday. Tuesday, I used my inhaler, unlike last week when I forgot to use the inhaler. And this time, I swear to you, it was harder. The breathing felt more labored. I jinxed myself on the show. That's kind of what I wrote on my daily mile. I was like, I I set myself up. You know, I had said how much easier it was. And this time, it was a a little harder. Um, But two, like I mentioned earlier, the weather had changed a little bit. It hasn't been as humid. It was a little cooler. And I really think more than anything, it's the moisture content in the air that has the biggest effect yeah. on my, my breathing because that's definitely what I noticed. I've been pretty consistent on my pace. Uh, both runs, I was right like 215, 230. And it was much warmer on Tuesday than it was Thursday. So I literally ran right back to the house right up the hill and jumped into the pool like I didn't <laughs> slow down awesome. I didn't walk up the driveway I like running shorts and all I was like, <laughs> getting in the pool I kicked off my shoes because I didn't want them to get ruined <laughs> good thing you didn't have your phone on you huh <laughs> yeah exactly I kicked them off and, and went right into the pool to kind of cool off and ease up on the breathing a little bit there before I went back inside but it was it was good. That's genius. It's like having an immediate ice bath. Yes. <laughs> and in fact, I wished the water was a little cooler than it was. The water was about 92 degrees. <laughs> so that was, that was a little warm. It gets to a point where it's like, this isn't refreshing. This feels like a bath. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but where we've had the cooler nights, it has cooled down a little bit. So my next run this week, I'm sure I'll be using that tactic again. 
Well, that's that's awesome that you can do that. I was thinking about that like before because we've been going swimming pretty often as part of my um, cross training initiative. Um, <laughs> we've been going swimming down at the um, there's a river near our house. It's probably about a mile and a half away. So I was thinking like, you know, I could always run down there and then go swimming and then run back, but I don't want to have to run back after I've already been in the water. Oh That's yeah. The thing. So um, trying to figure that out logistically. Maybe have Jeff meet me down there or something, but um, but yeah, that's great that you have that pool you could just jump in. Yeah, that it's going to spoil me a little bit. I think when I go back to Santa, <laughs> I'll definitely, definitely miss having that option after a run. Um, but then, of course, with the Fourth of July, my brother came over Friday day. All the fireworks shenanigans happened Friday night, and. Um, some day drinking may or may not have been occurring on Friday. <laughs> so Saturday, the long run didn't happen. <laughs> I was um, doing a little R&R on Saturday. Sure. But this week, I again have four runs scheduled. One two-miler, two three-milers. And then my run on Saturday is supposed to be a 5K at race pace, you know, kind of seeing what I could do right now for a 5K. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess technically three three-mile runs, but with the last run of the week being 5K race pace. Are you going to try to find a 5K to do, or do you think you'll be able to push yourself hard enough during a regular run to simulate There is actually one on Saturday. I'm just kind of trying to figure out what's going on. My dad's probably going to go up to a car show in Columbus this weekend. So I will be here house sitting again like I was last weekend Mm -hmm. with all four dogs. And I don't want to have to leave all the dogs with nobody to walk for a couple of hours. Um, So maybe I could bribe my brother into (laughs) coming over or you know checking on them while I'm gone to the race thankfully it's not far away it's like 45 minutes away um but you know you want to take into account getting there on time running the race and then back right I'm just trying to not get blamed for anything going wrong at the house when I'm in (laughs) charge um but but we'll see we'll see if that doesn't happen I think I will be able to do that at the high school track mm-hmm. so we'll see how it goes well good luck I'm interested to hear how that goes for you and um congratulations like I'm just so impressed that you both of you girls like you're not currently training for a race but you're both being pretty diligent about getting out there for runs during the week so um so that's that's great and I think that once you do finally get into your training you're going to be ready for it which is good fingers crossed yes yes <laughs> All right, well, let's get to my running, and I'll try to be quick. Well, this week on uh, the Hanson's training plan, this is week three of my marathon training, I had three four-mile runs, no, four four-mile runs scheduled, and then my long run was five miles. And so on Tuesday, uh, I was supposed to run with my friend Bree, but she wasn't able to make it. But um, from now on, we have a standing Tuesday morning run date. Um, so I ended up doing four miles by myself. And because it was going to be pretty warm that day, I decided to do it pretty early. And um, I usually wait probably about an hour after I have my coffee. But because I didn't want to wait too long, I kind of just chugged my coffee and then went out for a run which was not a good idea um I had side stitches really bad for probably two two and a half miles of my four mile run um plus it was already still um pretty warm and humid so it just kind of sucked it was a tough run I managed to push through um at about like 13 minute miles Thursday I ran with my friend Michelle again and I had Uh, as I said four miles planned I ran a mile to her house did a couple miles with her and then did another mile back had side stitches again 
Um, but I, I didn't drink my coffee first because um, I was running with her at like 6.30 in the morning. Actually, my run started close to 6 o'clock. And I figured this time to avoid the side stitches, I wouldn't have my coffee. Still got them anyway. Um, and she was telling me that she thought um, that not being hydrated enough might have been a factor. So that's something else I need to um, focus on is making sure that I'm drinking enough throughout the day. Um, so that was a that was kind of a tough run, but made easier by having company during it. Uh, I averaged probably like 12:30 pace for that one, um, and then Thursday night we went up to the camp in Freiburg, which is up in the Conway North Conway area. And Friday morning I did my four miler on the rail trail, which is meant to be. It's ultimately going to be a um, trail that goes from Freiburg, Maine all the way up past well one of our uh, listeners, Jenny lives up in Hollowell, Maine and I know there's rail trail up there and it doesn't quite connect, there's a huge chunk in the middle that's not quite there yet, but um, there's at least several miles up past Freiburg that the rail trail goes right now, so I did um, four miles on that and as I said it was raining all day on the 4th of July so it was nice and cooler a little bit of a miss but it wasn't too bad um, and I really loved it I was really hoping I'd have some easier runs being up in the mountains and this one was good I felt like I had some momentum again got down to like an 1148 pace <laughs> which was nice um, and then Saturday was another four mile run on the rail trail this one actually felt easy. Um, I did. Uh, I averaged an 11:30 pace and felt like I was like legitimately running, which was nice. Um, and then Sunday was my five miler, also done on the rail trail, which is it's like a paved bike path, like the one we ran in New Jersey, pretty much, except okay. it, um, not so wooded. Um, because it's right next to the railroad tracks um, it's very open there's woods on either side but you're not like you don't feel like you're going to be pushed off into the side like you were worried about Katie um, yeah. so it, it was nice it was mostly flat um, you know some oh for you guys maybe not mostly flat to me it wasn't bad at all um, so I enjoyed it um, it was a little warmer on Sunday, so I slowed my pace a little bit. I averaged 12-minute miles, um, but I, I kept the effort really easy, and it really did feel easy, and I felt great, and finished my week getting every single run in, um, and got 21 miles for the week, which was what was on the plan, and didn't walk at all, even though some of the runs were kind of tough. So I was very happy with this. It just felt like a really good, solid week of training. Um, this week coming up is another 21-mile week, so um, Hanson's plan doesn't really have any, I mean, they do have some cutback weeks, but not until you get into the upper mileage, but because it's the same mileage um, this coming week as what I just had, I consider it like a cutback week because it's not going up in miles, which is good. So Tuesday I'll be doing five miles easy. Thursday will be another um, easy run of three miles, Friday three miles, and then Saturday and Sunday will both be five mile runs for 21 miles. Um, and I feel good about that. I'm feeling good right now. I was just thinking about, I was stretching my legs out a little bit today and um, feeling like, oh, I don't have that stiff, tired feeling that I remember from marathon training before. I'm sure as soon as I get into those higher mileage weeks, that feeling will come back and stay because it never really went away towards the end of my marathon training. But I still have about two weeks before I get into the meat of the plan, which is running six days a week with speed work and tempo runs. So um, I pretty much have like two quote-unquote easy weeks <laughs> to go until then. Um, this this week, as I said, 21 miles, cutback week. And then the only other thing that I wanted to mention, which I forgot to mention last week, is that I actually hit my target mileage for the year already. Oh, wow. <laughs> because I had my goal originally for this year was 700 miles, and I'm now up to 737. So... 
Um, I'm thinking I'm going to revise that <laughs> to be my new goal is now going to be a thousand miles for the year, which I feel like I shouldn't have any problem with and I'll probably go beyond, but just in case I get injured or something, um, I feel right. like a thousand is perfectly doable and would be pretty much doubling my mileage from last year. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I didn't expect to hit my mileage goal halfway through the year, but, um, that's what happened when I ended up training for the marathon. So just wanted to share that because that made me smile and made me happy. So, and I, I remember when I was originally deciding on a mileage goal, I thought I was going to go for 800 and I was like, no, that's, that's a little too high. I'm going to be safe <laughs> and go for seven. <laughs> and now I'm, I'm probably going to hit 800 by the end of July. <laughs> that's awesome, Sue. Great job. Thank you. So that is it for training. That brings us to our weekly topic, which this week is muscle strains. All right, so this week in our injury series, we're talking about muscle strains, something that I'm pretty familiar with. And this article that we're referencing is from a website called injurytimeout.org, and we will include that link in the show notes. But... Um, Getting into muscle strains, as I said, this is something that I dealt with when I was training for the first half marathon, and I remember specifically the day that it happened because I was kind of pushing myself on a normal run, what probably should have been an easy run, pushing the pace a little bit, and then I just kind of stopped and turned direct, switched direction, and I just had this like shooting pain in my groin, and had like basically was trying to run it off <laughs> through the next couple of weeks until I realized the pain wasn't going away and had to take a couple weeks off to let it heal completely. So um, so that was my experience with my groin strain. But um, getting back to the article, muscle strains, also called pulls or tears, are common injuries during the cold months. Both the cold weather and the increase in training during that time make muscles more vulnerable to strains. And a strain, um, you know, as I just said, it, it's called a pull or a tear. It's actually tearing the muscle. When you work out hard enough to get that muscle soreness, that's like micro tears, like itty bitty tears in the muscle is what cause that, causes that soreness. Um, when you actually strain yourself you're tearing quite a bit more than those micro tears it's a larger tear so that's what we're talking about when we talk about a strain is just the muscle actually ripping which is kind of gross to think about but in this article we will discuss the mechanism diagnosis management rehabilitation and prevention of acute muscle strains this column is not meant to replace medical evaluation for your health problems always seek medical help for worrisome or persistent symptoms Strains most often result from abrupt, forceful muscle actions such as acceleration, deceleration, or when changing direction suddenly, just like you, Sue. Mm. Sometimes strains occur when a contracted muscle is abruptly lengthened by an external force, such as contract form an opponent during cutting, jumping, or landing during team sports, or from stopping or changing directions abruptly during an intense run. And these muscle stains or strains are graded by severity. In the least severe strains, grade one, there's muscle tightening muscle over a few steps. The strain is initially not very painful, but there is some pain with stretching the next day. Grade two strains occur with a single motion and may have an accompanying snap or pop. The muscle contracts spasms immediately to protect the injured area. These strains have immediate and lasting pain. Grade 3 strains are tears completely through the muscle. They happen in a single motion, often with an audible snap or pop. The athlete immediately stops play and has severe pain and muscle spasm. Swelling and limitation of motion usually parallels the severity of the injury. Acute management of muscle strains is aimed at decreasing swelling and muscle spasm. Once you pull the muscle, stop running. You will worsen it by continuing to run. Very light stretching can help decrease the pain and spasm, but excessive stretching can make the injury worse. Because if you're thinking about how your muscle is torn, pulling on that muscle can actually lengthen the, the tear in the muscle, which is why um, I, I would advise no stretching, but I'm not a doctor. <laughs> I would say very little 
to um, very slight stretching, if any. Um, just after the injury, the athlete can usually point to the exact area that the strain occurred. Simply wrapping the muscle is not enough to prevent swelling. That area must be focally compressed. Take a pair of socks and place one on top of the other, fold them in half, and place them over the point of pain. Then use an ace wrap over the socks. Keep the area wrapped constantly for 24 hours except when icing. Apply ice for 20 minutes repeatedly for 24 hours. During re rehabilitation, strength and flexibility must be improved simultaneously. Strength training is frequently ignored and is often the cause of re-injury. After a strain, the surrounding muscle compensates and the injured muscle weakens from disuse. A weak muscle easily fatigues and tightens to protect itself. Tight muscles are more vulnerable to tearing, thus leading to re-injury. This phenomenon also explains why many muscle strains occur the day after a really hard workout. Fatigued muscles become tight, leaving them more vulnerable to strains. And rehabilitation begins with range of motion exercises and isometric exercises. These can be started 24 hours after the injury. Warm the muscle with massage or a heating pad. Then stretch the muscle just to the point of discomfort and hold it for 20 seconds. Release for 10 seconds and repeat five times. Repeat this regimen every two hours, wow, until the muscle has full range of motion. At the same time, begin isometric exercises. Contract the injured muscle for five seconds, like straightening your leg against a stationary object to contract your quad, then rest for five seconds. Repeat five times every two hours. Start lifting with light weights. Stretch before and afterwards. Work up in weights until the injured limb has the same strength as the other limb. At the same time, start jogging with short steps and work up successfully to running with longer steps. During rehabilitation, it is helpful to remember these two aphorisms of sports medicine. It takes longer to get well than it did to get hurt, and athletic participation is not a substitute for proper rehabilitation. You can't just run yourself better. <laughs> when returning to running, make sure you warm up properly, wear a wrap or brace to keep warm, and start by jogging. Do not make any quick direction or speed changes until you have worked up to the full speed gradually over several practices. Prevent strained muscles with a proper warm-up in combination with strength, endurance, and flexibility training. As mentioned above, muscle strains are more common in colder weather and when your muscles are fatigued from a hard workout. Cold causes muscles to contract in order to preserve warmth in the core of your body. Thus, it is imperative to warm up properly and stay warm on the sidelines during games and practice if those type of sporting events if you're involved in them. Warm-up routines should leave you feeling warm, hello, warm-up, and with loose muscles. If it's cold out, remember to run a few accelerators or some kind of warm-up routine prior to the start of your race or event. Yes, and I'd also like to say, I feel like what would have been helpful for me to know and, and what I have made a conscious effort to do ever since then is to, when you're coming to the end of your run, um, some hard workouts will call for a cool down run, which is run at a recovery pace, a really easy pace. But if you're just doing a regular run without a cool down, make sure to decelerate gradually instead of just stopping abruptly after running. And that's something that I've really had to make a conscious effort to do because often once I, I'm staring at my watch waiting for that to hit that mile marker when I get to stop running um, and I often would just stop, be like, all right, I'm finally done stopping right there, not running another step. Um, but it's more important to gradually slow down so that you're not abruptly causing your muscles to contract and tighten or twist or tear or whatever. So just be careful about changing directions and switching speeds abruptly. Try to accelerate and decelerate as you, <laughs> I mean it's weird to think about like oh you actually need to switch gears but it's very helpful to do that and will help you to avoid getting injured by a muscle strain. Mm -hmm. So that is it for muscle strains in our injury series. Up next, we have Runner Girl Recommends. 
This week, uh, my recommend is a book that I've been reading, which is Running on Empty by Marshall Ulrich. Um, this I just happened to find at a um, thrift store, and it looked like a perfectly good, brand new hardcover running book, and I'm like, of course I'm going to buy this for $2. <laughs> um, and I just finally got around to reading it, and um, i got to say, I absolutely loved it. This is a story of Marshall Ulrich, who is a um, well-known ultramarathoner. He has run, not only has he run Western States 100, Badwater, not only has he um, won ultramarathon races, but he has gone to such extremes where he's run Badwater, which is 135 miles through the desert, four times back to back. Like he is one of wow. those guys where it's like, no, running 135 miles at a time in the desert is not enough of a challenge. <laughs> he's got to quadruple it. So this is the kind of guy that he is. And he's also conquered Mount Everest, climbing Mount Everest. It's something that oh he always wanted to do as a kid. That's cool. And he worked up to it by summiting like seven different, basically there's a bunch of mountains that are just short of Everest that he conquered leading up to it. So he is he's someone who sets his sights high and works hard to achieve it. And that's one of the things that really um, brought me into the story was like his work ethic and, and how stubborn he is and how much he's willing to push himself and how it, he basically tells his life story through the course of um, this book. Well, this book, Running on Empty, specifically is about his run across the United States. Um, he decided he wanted to run across the country and try to break a world record uh, record doing it and um, he enlisted the help of another ultra runner Charlie Engel who was one of the guys who ran across the Sahara Desert and running the Sahara and so they Charlie he kind of worked with Charlie to get sponsors on board and to get some funding and to kind of bring it all together um, and it, it was really interesting to read about you know how he got it all together and um, the training leading up to it he got training from another guy who r ran um, across the Sahara Ray uh, I don't know if you either of you girls have seen that documentary running the Sahara but um, it's really great guys running across the Sahara Desert <laughs> like 400 miles I think um, but this guy Ray gave him basically the training plan for how he would run across um, the United States so what he would do leading up to um, and it, it took them a good year or so of training um, before they were able to get everything they needed to do for their run together so um, he, he ended up training on and off for well over a year um, and the stories and the and uh, I mean I'm, I'm gonna be horrible like trying to explain like how much I loved the story of running across the United States, but um, it completely drew me in, and it definitely made me really, really want to do it, <laughs> which is so ridiculous, because it's 3,000 miles, but I was just thinking, like, you know, someday, you know, 10, 20 years down the line, when the kids are out of the house, and Jeff and I like are retiring or whatever it would be so great to rent an RV and to just travel the country running across it and you know visiting all of the sites that I'd love to see across the country not trying to set any sort of land speed records or anything like that but just doing a running tour of the country would be amazing and um so anyway, this book really kind of stoked that fire in me, and um, I highly recommend it if you are, well, if you like running. It's a great story, even if you're not interested in running long distances like that. It's it's not something I could see myself doing anytime soon, but it, it definitely, it, he really it does a great job of putting you in his, in his shoes, and so... Um, you know, seeing seeing the country through his eyes on this run and all of the challenges that he had along the way. So, highly recommend it. Running on Empty by Marshall Ulrich. So, Megan, what is your recommend? My recommend this week is another one of these popular, like, sample boxes they send out. Mm. And I love surprises. So, I love them because I just get surprises in the mail. <laughs> 
And this is a running one. Before you continue, <laughs> you totally reminded me of something that I just heard on, I was watching some comedy stand-up special last night, and some guy was talking about how he likes to get drunk and order stuff on Amazon, <laughs> and he like completely forgets about it, and then he gets it in the mail like, who ordered this toy Millennium Falcon for me? <laughs> anyway, surprises yeah. in the mail, it's very fun. Yeah, and so, um, mine's running related, it is called Stride Box, and I've been getting a makeup one, but I've been I haven't really been using any of the makeup. Mm-hmm. So I went looking for something new and I preferred running related and I found this one and I went looking through I think I looked through 5 months worth of reviews that I could find online that people had left and every month had stuff I liked. I was like, "Okay, 5 months in a row, that's good for me." And I'll be signing up for it this Friday. It ships on the 10th of every month, and if you live in the United States, it is $15 with free shipping, and if you live in Canada, you have to pay an extra $5. I'm sorry, Canadians. And so, Brad just made a bad joke. We're not going to, we're going to ignore him. Okay. (laughs) I don't know if you could hear vaguely what he said, but it's bad, so it doesn't bear repeating. Okay. And um, they included samples. Usually there's gels or some other type of type of nutrition they also have a running item the months i was looking at one month was a slap bracelet that was reflective one month was a flashing led light one month was a water bottle and one was detergent for running clothes nice made specifically for the wicking material and then they also include like a fun sticker every month that's got a running quote on it cool that sounds awesome i like that they include like a a wide range of things each month so you know like you'll get some kind of running fuel or and you'll get a sticker and you'll get um something else that's a, a surprise so that's really cool um i did hear about another one before which i i didn't look into very much but um it's called runner box and i'm curious um to hear like what other you know, if anybody's tried, you know, either Stridebox, is, it, is that what it's called? Maybe? Yep. Stridebox or Runnerbox or any uh, any anything similar. I thought there was another one too, and I can't remember what it's called now, but really curious to hear about these because I like the idea of getting running surprises in the mail. Like, I get excited when I get my running magazines, and I'm often disappointed by the articles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I think with something that I know that I'll be able to use, I think that'll be different. Yeah, and then I know, like, there's probably a way to trade some of this stuff, too. Oh, I don't know if they get, but maybe be able to give away, because you're not going to like everything in the box. Mm. Like, I was looking at some of the stuff, they had, like, pineapple-flavored stuff. I'm like, "Mm, I'm good on (laughs) pineapple-flavored stuff this week. (laughs) But there's probably a way you could trade with people if they give out different flavors. Yeah. I don't know if they do that, though. If everybody gets the same thing. Because some of the boxes will give the same item with different flavors. Mm-hmm. Like, everybody would get, like, goo chomps. But right. some might get strawberry and some might get orange. Maybe there's an option to specify specific preferences that you might have. Like, hey, I'm allergic to this thing. Don't send me any of this. Yeah. From what I was looking at, I didn't see any on Stridebox. They are a pretty simple sign up we're gonna send you yeah what you get but runner box might have that option available if you look into it yeah i don't know i'm gonna have to look into um all of these different subscription gift services it's pretty cool i like it all right katie what's your recommend this week my recommend goes with something that i think most people enjoy Um, having in the summertime lemonade and not only does this company make lemonade but they also make orange juice and limeade and then all kinds of concoctions for the three Um, it is the simply juice products i'm sure you all have heard of like the simply orange the Mm -hmm. simply lemonade and they're great because they don't have a whole lot of extra ingredients in them if you look at the label it's water sugar and lemon juice or water and orange juice um so 
it, it's a good alternative if you're looking to cut out a lot of extra preservatives or things that you don't necessarily know that are in your food and they taste great I mean, I'm, I used to be really picky with like orange juice. I hate a lot of pulp in my orange juice and I didn't want it to taste too bitter because my grandparents used to serve us orange juice that was out of like an aluminum can (laughs) (laughs) and it just tasted awful. Um, but the Simply Juice products are really, really great. And one of my favorites is the orange mango. Ooh. Yeah, so if you've been wondering about them or, you know, wonder if they're worth the little bit extra cost, I say get you a small bottle of it, try it, see what you like, because I love it. And most of the times they sell big packs, like three smaller bottles at your wholesale big box stores like Sam's and Costco. Sure. So there you can save a little bit of money on them. But they're really great. Try them. Nice. I really like the Simply Orange. I've had that before. It's good. That's probably one of my first choices as far as oranges, orange juice goes. It's either that or Florida's natural because mm-hmm. I know it's just orange juice. You're not getting anything else in it. Right. As far as I've had the lemonade and the limeade and I didn't like it that much because I'm pretty picky when it comes to limeade. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the um, Newman's own. That's my oh, favorite yeah, limeade. It's so good. Um, and I get the organic, so I'm, <laughs> I guess I'm kind of picky with that. <laughs> um, but I do like the Simply Orange. It's really good. And I, it's been a long time since I've had orange mango. I might have to try that. That sounds, sounds pretty tasty. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you for your recommend. Up next, we have Runner Girl of the Week. Okay. Our Runner Girl of the Week is Emily. And she just had a fun weekend, so that's why I chose her. Mm-hmm. She ran about just over three miles, and she says, Good Monday morning run. It's going to be a hot one, so I'm glad I got it done, especially after two days with no exercise and lots of wine. <laughs> so, I know we've all had weekends like that. <laughs> yes. And Monday morning runs after... um whiny weekends are fun (laughs) that's one word for him sure and it's good I love the idea of a Monday morning run but my training plan doesn't call for them so I know I was just gonna say the same thing like I plan on having a whiny weekend but I don't plan on running on Monday so um but that's great for Emily and I'm looking at her uh run here and her pace is amazing she's speedy so nice job Emily all right up next we have well up next we would have feedback we didn't get much feedback this week however we did get over 500 likes on Facebook so I just wanted to say thanks to everybody who has liked us on Facebook and if you haven't go do that because we share a lot of stuff on Facebook Um, obviously you'll find out when a new episode comes out but also we share like different motivational pictures and stuff and um, sometimes we'll post pictures from races we definitely shared a lot from the superhero half marathon on our Facebook page so um, so if you haven't liked us yet, we are at facebook.com slash podcast. Pretty easy to find. Um, and I also wanted to mention, um, I just went in looking for feedback today, checked to see if we had any recent iTunes reviews. And the last iTunes review we got was from like January. So if you've been listening since then and haven't yet sent us a review on iTunes, that would be awesome. It helps us get promoted in the iTunes store and helps um, people find us. So I would really love it, you know, if you have some feedback to share about our show. If you enjoy our show, please go tell other people on iTunes because it's extremely helpful to us. And don't forget, in addition to sending us email and posting on Facebook and iTunes reviews, you can also tell us about your run on our Runner Girls hotline at 206-337-4715. Still getting phone calls coming in on the hotline, but we can always use more and we love to hear how your runs are going. So feel free to call us there to tell us about your run. 
so that is it for this week and I have a quote here that I saw on Facebook this past week Teresa shared it from it was either her Facebook page or the neon is my color page and I saw it and I just loved it so I stole it and the quote is just keep going you can always give up later and that's by Eleanor Brown and I love that because yeah you can just decide you know what you can give up doesn't have to be now you can just do it later (laughs) so I like that and I'm probably going to remember that on my next run when I want to give up so thanks Teresa for um, posting that on your page because it's a good one all right Megan you want to close this out absolutely that's it for episode 41 of season three join us next time when we will be talking about tendonitis in our injury series if you have any comments you can email us at runnergirlspodcast at gmail.com follow us at facebook.com slash runnergirlspodcast or tweet to us at runnergirlshow on twitter all episodes will be available at runnergirlspodcast.com and on itunes thanks for listening now go outside and run <laughs>